Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Independent Thought. Today, I have a special guest, Mr. Daniel Carlino. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful day in Missoula. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Desmond. Yeah, absolutely. So, Daniel comes to us from Missoula, Montana, where he is currently running for for the office of the Public Service Commission. Daniel, uh, thanks for coming on today. Will you tell us a little bit about what exactly the Public Service Commission is and why you're running? Right. The Public Service Commission's job is to regulate the utility monopolies. So that, that includes, our, for Montana, that includes our energy, our water, our telecommunications, our railroad, and our waste management. And the reason that I got into this is because I've been working for the past few years to stop uh, climate change. And the main thing that's holding us back is our corrupt uh, political system uh, from our politicians being bought out. Um, from industries, especially from the fossil fuel industry, lobbyists, PACs, or CEOs, and, you know, working to try and stop uh, the fossil fuel industry's influence on our politics um, led me to this place. And Northwestern Energy is regulated by the Public Service Commission, and uh, they're the biggest concern for our greenhouse gas emissions in Montana because for the next 20 years, they're planning on, uh, they released their energy plan, and they're planning on fracking for a lot of new natural gas in Montana, and they're planning on doubling down on their investments in coal strip. And for the next 20 years, they also have no uh, planned investments in large renewable energy projects. So it's really um, going to be a climate disaster if we allow energy companies like this to continue on. So the reason I'm running is to make sure that we're transitioning away from these fossil fuels and more towards a sustainable energy future. And that starts with holding these energy monopolies accountable, uh, Northwestern Energy and Montana Dakota Utilities as well. Okay. Now, that is a pretty good app description. For those who are listening at home, can you just give us a little bit of more information? Who exactly is Northwestern Energy and about how much of the energy share do they have here in Montana? Yes. Northwestern Energy is... Uh, energy monopoly that took over um, after the deregulation of Montana Power um, back uh, at the end of the 90s. And the reason that we have a monopoly for energy grid is because the government grants a monopoly uh, because they share all the transmission lines and um, all the infrastructure required to get energy to every place and the other. So a monopoly actually works best for energy, and that's why the government granted it. But the Public Service Commission has not been doing a good job regulating this monopoly. And uh, Northwestern Energy supplies energy to about 400,000 Montanans. Um, and for most people that like live in places like Missoula and others, they're the only choice for energy. So, And at the same time, they've been uh, making $200 million in profits off of Montanans uh, each year. And they are refusing to invest in a renewable energy future. And their main concern is just making sure that we have enough energy for the grid um, to supply everybody during the winter. And also their main concern is just to make sure that they're making 
the, as much money as they possibly can um, off of uh, people's energy bills. Okay. So for, once again, for the people at home, just to kind of give you a, a quick little overview here, Northwestern Energy seems to be the only like dominant electrical and you know natural gas company here in the state of Montana. Right. They seem to run unopposed uh, by any other major company here in Montana. I've never seen another like energy company whatsoever anywhere that I've ever lived in the state. Now, if you were to win your election and be, you know, on the public service commission, what kind of authority does that give you? What exactly can you do to influence change once you have that position? Yeah, that's a good question. So the public service commission acts as a barrier between the monopolies and the ratepayers, um, the average citizens. So whatever a monopoly wants to make a decision, that's going to affect Montana ratepayers, whether that be a energy rate increase, rate increase or rate decrease, or whether that be building uh, new natural gas plants like they're planning and fracking for th- uh, new natural gas in Montana. All of that has to get approved by the Public Service Commission. Uh, if they want to build new wind turbines, if they want to build a hydro pump storage project, et cetera, it all has to get approved by the Public Service Commission. So they act as the body that makes sure that that makes sure that um, these monopolies are holding our best interests um, in their decisions. Okay, so obviously you are running against other people who are also running for this office. Would you tell us tell us briefly how many people are you running against and what makes you different from them? Uh, absolutely. Um, so there's there was two other Democrats in this race, and then there's two Republicans. Um, well, first of all, this should be a nonpartisan position, but it is partisan currently. And uh, one of the other Democrats actually just dropped out yesterday. It was the last day to drop out. And uh, so it's okay. me versus uh, a, a lawyer, um, Monica, and for the, from the Democratic ticket. And the main thing that differentiates us, um, I guess I will say that the Republicans also on this ticket and uh, Monica as well and myself are all in favor of renewable energy and we're all in favor of reigning in the monopoly reigning in the monopolies as well but um the you know the thing main thing that makes me different is we just had a whole candidate forum at the roxy uh, a couple weeks ago and i'm the only candidate who is opposed to all new fossil fuel projects um that includes the natural gas projects and you know democrats and republicans in the past have voted for these uh, time and time again and I'm the only candidate against the fracking. Um, I'm also, this is slightly outside of the Public Service Commission's jurisdiction, but they do regulate the waste management monopolies of uh, public services, and they also regulate our railroad with Montana Rail Link. So this whole time I've been pushing for uh, pass- bringing passenger railroad back to southern Montana, um, okay. going to talk to the legislature and working with our county commissioners to push for passenger railroad. And I'm also pushing to get... Uh, more accessible and more affordable recycling and compost programs for Montanans as well with Republic services. So the stance on fracking and the stance on passenger railroad and recycling and composting um, are the main differentiators. And the other big one um, that we spoke about at the candidate forum is that I'm also in favor of putting uh, all of our utilities into public ownership. And, you know, this is also outside of, the public service commission's jurisdiction, this would have to go through the, the legislature and get passed by the governor as well. But 
um, I think basic needs like energy and water and waste management type of needs, especially our energy grid, should be put into public ownership because the people will then save money by um, not having this $200 million um, go to for-profit companies uh, like, like Northwestern Energy. And also, the people want renewable energy. The vast majority of Montanans, um, if, you looked, if you looked at uh, times that they've um, um, give out surveys about this, people want renewable energy. Um, they also want reliable energy. And if it was in public ownership, we would have a renewable energy transition much faster than these for-profit companies controlling that. So those are the main differentiators between me and the other candidates. Okay, great. You know, the one thing that I always hear whenever this conversation comes up, when it's the renewable energy conversation, Uh the people who are usually opposed to this conversation love to talk about jobs. They love to talk about the jobs that are created by the natural gas market, by the oil market. So obviously with, with being opposed to any drilling whatsoever, any fracking whatsoever, are you confident mm-hmm. that the green jobs that would be created would offset the jobs lost by the fossil fuel industry? I am confident in that, but I would also like to expand on, um, you know, I'm a, I, I endorse the, a Green New Deal. And what that means is that a just transition for fossil fuel workers so um, I've reached out to the mayor of Colstrip. Uh, we had him on, on my uh, podcast as well. Um, and we talked about the job transition. And those people are trying to put food on their tables for their families. Uh, working coal is a high-paying job right now. And I will be advocating to the legislature for a just job transition. Um, and what that means, in my opinion, is uh, at least five years guaranteed uh, – same same wage job uh, this would need government assistance and job placement um or or they would obviously be able to you know try and get a job in renewable energy or an, another industry but i think having that guaranteed job transition with protect with union rights for fossil fuel workers is very important as we have to make this rapid transition away from fossil fuels um oh. and i would also also in the green new deal they talk about early retirement for fossil fuel workers that are that are older and I'm also in support of that and going to keep continuing this dialogue with the mayor of Colstrip and uh, the legislature and anyone who is working on that side of issues. But science is demanding a rapid transition away from fossil fuels. Uh, it's going to save millions of lives due to climate effects across the world. And it's a necessity. But putting those workers at the forefront of these decisions and making sure that nobody's left behind is um, needs to be incorporated uh, in every conversation about transitioning uh, away from these fossil fuel jobs. So I am confident that there'll be other jobs, whether it be in energy or whether it be in uh, other government programs, such as uh, rebuilding our infrastructure with our roads, with our public services. Um, I, I think there will be need, there will be a need for government assistance in guaranteeing these people good jobs after coal strip is closed down. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, you know, people are worried about their jobs and like, I've heard this concern a lot and it's very valid and needs to be addressed. But at the same time, uh, there's no, there's no other option. We have to get off of fossil fuels rapidly. I understand now for just really quickly here, we have like a minute before our break here. Um, just really quickly at home for, you know, we have quite a few listeners who aren't Montana natives here. Where exactly is Coal Strip and why is it important for the energy economy here in Montana? Right. 
Um, Coal Strip is over in eastern Montana. It's a town uh, built off of uh, coal mining there. And it's a town of less than 10,000 people, I believe. And it's built around it's built around that industry. And um, they've been exporting coal from Montana to Washington and the West Coast for decades and decades. And, you know, that's people's livelihood there. That's like that's what the what their town is built off of. And yeah, it's um, it's also the number one uh, emitter for greenhouse gas emissions in Montana at the same time. So, yeah, it's a town built off of mining for coal. And uh, yeah, people are really passionate about keeping that alive. Right. So this is an issue that spans beyond Montana, really, because we have coal miners in other states as well. West Virginia, for instance, there are people who have this industry as their livelihood, and they are obviously concerned about what is going to happen to them once these industries start to be transitioned out of. But it's important that we all talk about the transition plan that we have for these people as we try to move to more renewable sources of energy. Daniel, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, So definitely stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick message. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode, Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Once again, this is Independent Thought. I am your host, Desmond Price. We are back with Daniel Carlino. Daniel, thanks for coming back with us. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. All right. So before the break was over, we were talking about some of the different um, issues that are going on that the Public Service Commission is hoping to address. Now, one of the issues that's going on in not only just in Montana in general, but going through Missoula right now is the Keystone Pipeline. Can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly is going on with that project and how it's affecting Montana? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, So the Keystone XL pipeline has 
planned on coming through uh, eastern Montana for over a decade now. It's been back and forth fight uh, for people that want it and people that don't want it. And uh, they're actually setting up man camps, uh, working worker camps uh, over in, towards eastern Montana um, around the Fort Peck area. And uh, that's going on right now. They just started this month. And their plan is to um, set up all the infrastructure for it within the next couple months and get to building. Um, it's going to go right through uh, eastern Montana, through the Fort Peck uh, Native Reservations water supply there. And um, this is a Canadian company, uh, TC Energy, that is uh, doing this project. And their goal is to have this Keystone XL pipeline to uh, fat, be able to fast track the oil from Canada, tar sands, uh, to get it down to the Gulf of Mexico faster. That way that they can ship it over to China and make profits. And um, yeah, all of our statewide politicians that have a say in this right now in Montana are all in support of this project. And uh, yeah, we're working with, um, I'm working with some uh, climate organizers, uh, DSA folks, um, uh, indigenous organizers, and community members uh, in the effort to stop this pipeline as well. Now, you speak of, um, you know, organizations that are helping you in this process. I saw that one organization in particular uh, the Sunrise Movement, their local chapter here in Missoula, Montana, actually endorsed you. Uh, the Sunrise yeah. Movement is a very uh, big um, activist movement right now, just advocating for all kinds of... I mean, tell us more about the Sunrise Movement, Daniel. Right. Yeah, the Sunrise Movement is just started uh, less than three years ago. And their, their whole goal um, is to build a social movement to stop... Uh, the climate crisis and also create uh, millions of good paying jobs in the process. And the way that they're doing that, they've got kind of a three pillar plan. And uh, that is one, take the fossil corrupting fossil fuel money out of politics uh, Two, uh, make climate change uh, a top priority in our political system. And three is to elect leaders who are uh, politicians who are going to, uh, stand up for social justice and and for climate justice as well. That's pretty impressive that you're able to get their endorsement. I remember watching the uh, climate town halls that were taking place on CNN back in the right. fall. Uh, so yeah, that is really impressive that you're able to get their endorsement. You know, the one thing this all really leads to is the election where you are hoping to obtain this office. Now, the primary is on June 2nd, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, correct. All right. So what is the best way that you're able to kind of like rally people to make sure that they're like voting on that, not only just voting on that day, but voting for you? What is your call to action for people? Right. Well, I've got the clear um, stances on the issues that are actually going to stop climate change. Um, you know, the call to the action is pretty much everyone goes through Northwestern Energy that lives in my district and the call to action is to vote against the corruption within the PSC and vote for somebody who's going to stop all fossil fuel projects. And I'm the only choice uh, in this race to stop all fossil fuel projects. And I think people will respond to that, especially with all the uh, climate change news going on in the past year and people having less faith in our current political system. I think 
might draw more voters towards me. And, you know, my main strategy uh, for getting the word out there, uh, this is a low budget campaign for covering a fifth of the state. But, you know, we've, I've got lots of volunteer power and um, we've knocked about 5,000 or so doors so far. And, um, you know, I'm getting uh, letters into the new, uh, local news every week and using um, videos and asking people to use word of mouth and things like that is really how I'm getting it out there. But I would say canvassing, uh, door-to-door canvassing is the main way that I think I'm going to get this out there. And also just organizing with so many different environmental groups and other um, groups for political groups and things like that for change in Missoula has also helped me uh, get the word out as well. All right. So for those of you who are listening at home, if, you know, one of the things that goes unknown is that when you move around a lot, especially in a town like Missoula, um, you know, your voter registration might not be up to date. So the most important resource I believe that you can use is vote.org. If you go on to vote.org, you can see not only if you're currently registered to vote or not, but if you're currently registered to vote at the location that you are currently at. So for our listeners at home, definitely check that out. Make sure that you are registered before the primary on June 2nd. Daniel, we have talked a lot about the issues here and your stances on them, but to kind of finish out this interview here, I wanted to get some actual personal questions. Uh-huh. So tell us, how long have you been a resident of Montana for? Um, I've, I moved out here when I was 18 um, to go to, and I'm 22 now, to go to school at, at University of Montana. Um, you know, I, I really wanted to live in the mountains my whole life. I, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so just in a giant concrete jungle of a city. And I right. really wanted to get out into into a beautiful area like Missoula. So um, I really fell in love with it going going to school at UM and just got the right guidance there on on how to solve like these environmental issues. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a lover of the outdoors here. You know, I'm an avid uh, fly fishing man, fly fisherman and uh, mountain biker and, and uh, snowboarder as well. All right. Now the questions that we are all dying to hear if you had to choose between chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream, which camp are you in? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's good to get a scoop of both. But uh, um, oh, I'm, I'm, you I'm want gonna, the both I'm route go, on us? I'm going to go chocolate, actually. If you, all right. If you decide. All right. So just final question here. Um, when you are not working on this campaign, what is one of the things that you like to do in order to relax? Like what is one of your go-tos for kind of like de-stressing after a long day's work? I would say um, playing soccer or or mountain biking and biking around. Um, I I play soccer uh, on Sundays, pick up soccer uh, every Sunday. And that's where I think I can get most into the zone of just not having to think about uh, climate collapse and our corrupt political system. I feel like, I mostly get away from it um, playing soccer. And then I also, I farm as well. And that's also kind of a sanctuary for peace for me. Um, just being outside, uh, getting to dig my hands in the dirt. And yeah. All right. I love it. So just in summation here, everyone, June 2nd is the primary. If you are listening to this podcast, definitely give Daniel a chance to win over your vote. Go and hear his messages. Where can they find more information on you, Daniel? Do you have like an Instagram, a website? Right. Um, yeah, my website is carlino2020.com. 
And that's jack full of uh, videos where I stand on the issues. Um, you know, unlike uh, most candidates, uh, I actually have full pages of like the issues and like where I stand on them. You know, I'm not afraid to take a, a stance on all these crucial topics. Um, I also have a Facebook and Instagram, just uh, Daniel Carlino for Public Service Commission. Okay. And p- can people donate to your campaign? Yeah. If you go to my website, there's a, there's a donate button on there or carlino2020.com slash donate. And, um, you know, my, right now I've had hundreds of people donate, but my average donation is, you know, around like $15 or so. And I'm going up against big money here. Uh, Northwestern Energy has put money into every public service commission campaign since they took over. Um, so it's really got to be grass, grassroots funded. Small donations go a long way. All right. So uh, last but not least here, if people, you know, want to get more involved in this, how can they, how can they get involved? Should they reach out to you? Should they go to your website? What do you think is the best course of action here? Oh yeah. I'm taught. This is a, this is the most important race in Montana right now for stopping the climate crisis. Um, If you go to my website, there's a volunteer button as well. Uh, Feel free to message me on social media or give me a call. My phone number is on my website. But yeah, I can I can use all the help um, we can get to take this seat back away from the monopoly's interests. And um, people power is really how I'm going to win this thing. All right. Oh, and actually, I do apologize. One more thing. You mentioned right. earlier that you have your own podcast. Uh, give us a plug really quick. Where can we find your Where can we find your podcast? Um, I will get it up on my website uh, today. We recorded. So it's not out yet. It's called the Montana Power Podcast. Uh, okay. I recorded about uh, five or ten of those so far, and it'll be up on Carlino2020.com very shortly as well. All right, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, Daniel Carlino running for the Public Service Commission here in Missoula, Montana. Give him a chance to win over your vote. Thank you for joining us today on Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. We will see you next time. everyone that is our show for today i want to thank you all for checking out indie thought independent thought is brought to you by your host desmond price you can follow us on twitter at independent thought or at indie i-n-d-e thought so again thank you all for coming and hanging out with me for those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you all next time.